comes to an end because they are new every morning every morning you renew your mercy your thoughts your goodness towards us we we just worship you our father eternal rock of ages we give you glory thank you for the the lavish release of grace the lavish outpouring of graces help from heaven Resting upon hearts, resting upon souls, resting upon minds, resting upon the, the hearts and the souls of your people. Thank you, Lord, for not being tired of being merciful, or being merciful to our unrighteousness, or being merciful to us, our God and our Father. We bless your holy day. We worship your name tonight. Thank you. Thank you for another opportunity to sit at your table to feast with you. Thank you for another great opportunity to, to partake. What a privilege. Mercy. Mercy that elevates hearts who are not worthy to sit at the table of the Lord, to feast, to eat his bread, to drink from his cup to eat of, of this feast of fatness the feast of fat things which you have made in this mountain for your people Lord thank you thank you because there is a distribution going on in the spirit driving of essence spiritual essence spiritual materials spiritual provisions into the heart even of the heart of the weak even the heart of the feeble, even those who are without strength, you are increasing strength, Father. Thank you for such great dealings of mercy, for such great operations of mercy. We worship you, King of glory. We thank you for everything. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you because you have prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And Lord, we thank you because there will be a, another manifestation of your willingness tonight to to uh, speak to us intimately about our, our your your promise and your intention what you want to bring us to even into the fullness of Christ thank you father we give glory to your name in Jesus name we pray <coughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open our Bibles. Thank you. Amen. Um, can we appreciate uh, 
Brother Tolu for I think Brother Wesley. They've been helping us to pray. I appreciate God for, for them. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. Can we please just bless God for my wife? Helping us. Amen. Thank God. She's getting finer in the spirit day by day. Praise God. I see the they are refining the wine of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Can you just join me to thank God? And appreciate the Lord for what He's doing in her. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, let's open our Bibles to Colossians. Let's see. Colossians chapter. Praise God. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. If you are there, say amen. amen. It says that, for I, I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the Acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Praise God. Amen. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and, and of the Father and, and of Christ. Praise God. Amen. Uh, so their hearts being comforted, being knit together in love, and then unto all riches of the full assurance. Say full assurance. Full assurance. Full assurance of understanding. The full assurance of understanding. So this is talking about the fullness of fullness in understanding. Uh, amen. Um, the word understanding here is the same meaning of what Paul refers to as comprehension, that you might comprehend together with all saints in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, praise God, that you might comprehend with all saints what is the, the breadth, the length, the height, and the, and the depth, praise God. Uh, so um, here, uh, Paul writing to the Colossians is also speaking of another or is the same thing, really, but is um, now speaking of fullness um, of or the full assurance of understanding unto the acknowledgement of three mysteries. So mysteries of God, then the mystery of of the of the Father, <coughs> praise God, 
and then the mystery of Christ. And, and see, these mysteries are they're actually um, demarcations of fullnesses. They are, they are demarcations of fullnesses. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. They are, what did I say? They are demarcations of fullness. So, there, so there's a time that Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth became full of, he became full of Christ. Praise God. He became what? Full. In other words, there was a time Jesus of Nazareth came into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, right? And then, and then there was a time for a, a lot of the, the period when they were writing the Gospels, the, the, the Synoptic Gospels, a lot of the, the, the record of his conversation in that season, because the, his, his conversation in that season was mainly when he had already come into the, a, a fatherly stature. So when you are, when you are reading Jesus' gospel conversation, you are not just reading Christ speaking, yeah. right? You, you want, you want, I don't know where you will get the language of, of, if you want to get here the language of a, a Christ speaking, I don't know, a Christ who, is, who hasn't inherited father. Praise God. But I, I think there's a reason why they, they archived his speaking from the fatherly point, <clears throat> because that fatherly point is the is the it's the um, it's it that, that's where the fullness of training the fullness of the the capacity and the the skill for training for development is really really is the height of it is at that fatherly state amen, amen. is that that word at that at that fatherly state so so many of Jesus' teachings in the Synoptic Gospels where teachings was a father teaching. Praise God. It was a father doing what? A father teaching. Praise the Lord. So someone who was, or was, it was a Christ, it was Christ, but he had moved beyond just being Christ. Praise the Lord. He had moved beyond just being Christ alone. He was still Christ, but he is Christ who has gained a, father, a fatherly stature or the way you put it with this language that Paul is using here, he had come into the acknowledgement of the mystery of the Father. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Or you say he has come into full assurance of understanding and the acknowledgement of the mystery of who? Of the Father. And I think God will have it that way, that the, that the way the Synoptic Gospel will be written from a fatherly point of view. Amen. Amen. It, it was, you see Jesus saying that all the father hearts are mine. For him to make that statement, he will not make that statement um, until he had, you know, he had begun to, he had come into whatever the things of the father. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, when he was younger, the first time I think he mentioned about, the, they, they saw him speaking about the father was when he was around 12 years old. Praise God. Hallelujah. Was when he was about 12 years old. That's the first time he, Jesus from his mouth he recorded his mentioning about the father. And what he said was, I must be about my father's business. That's not the same thing as saying all the father had. <laughs> he, at that state, he can't say that. But at that state, 
he was already a Christ at a measure. Does that make sense? So he was already at Christ at a measure, but who had begun to gain consciousness of the Father. Praise God. So and, oh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how much consciousness of the Father he had gained, but one thing I knew is that he had gained consciousness of the Father's business. Praise God. He, he, was, he knew about the Father's business. Praise God. But by the time he came to later in, in the book of John, he said, all that the Father had are mine. Then he, say, he said something even more precisely. He said, as the Father had life in himself, so not so will he. He said, so had he given to the Son to have life in himself. So he was telling you that at that point, he wasn't just Christ. He was already a son. Mm-hmm. That one, him being a son, is already clear. We know from Jordan, he was the son at a level, yes, right? But he was also making it clear that he was a son. But not only was he son, he also had life the way the father had it, right? So that means he had come into a fatherly stature. So as the father had life, as the father had life in himself, so did he give the son to have life in himself praise the lord so these these levels of this what they are speaking here in um, colossians chapter 2 are levels of fullness they are levels of fullness there is the fullness of cry of god there is the which that fullness of god was mentioned in in ephesians chapter 3 right that after you've come to know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge, then you, the next level is to now be filled with all the fullness of God. So to be filled with all the fullness of God, praise the Lord, is that the ultimate um, level of fullness. Praise God. But there is also the fullness of the Father. That fullness of the Father is the same thing as all that the Father has. Is all of the Father, right? All that the Father had are mine. Praise the Lord. All that the what? The Father had are mine. So that all is also the fullness of what? Of the person, of the stature. You can see the measure of the fullness of the stature of the Father. There's something like that. <laughs> uh, but, but you can see it by, by aligning scriptures that that is there's such a thing. Praise God. So there's that uh, full, fullness of the Father. And then, there, then there's now the fullness of Christ. So there's the fullness of God. There's the fullness of the Father. Praise God. And then there is what? Then the, there is the fullness of Christ. Now, in the New Testament, there's something about the New Testament, and it's a hidden, is a way they hid things. You know, Christ is Christ should not be open, just like that. I mean, things to be able to you know to be able to see him, sight his components, sight what he's made of. So there's a way they laid him with Paul. You, spirit, the Spirit of God by Paul put his understanding in the scripture in a certain way. So sometimes when they mention Christ, you're not too sure what are they saying about Christ. Sometimes are they, just, are they saying Christ alone, who is not yet a son, or at that stature, are you getting me? Or are they, are they speaking of Christ 
as in terms of Jesus, who is the Christ. Right, right now, he's still the Christ, even though he is the only begotten Son of God who has sat on the throne, who has received a greater anointing than that of the Christ, who has what Hebrews call the oil of gladness. But he's still a Christ. He's still Christ in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you don't know which one they talk. Are they talking about Christ? And so, so you see that Paul, you need to have gone deeper to be able to distinguish between all those things. Because you see sometimes Paul is referring to Christ as the person of Jesus. And which in most cases like that is referring to just Christ, who he is, his whole essence. And then sometimes we'll be referring to Christ as a type. As Christ as a stature. Or Christ as a measure of a stature, a particular stature. So that way, it's not a personal reference. It's talking about a particular stature in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Do you see that? Yes, sir. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, for example, when Paul would say that crying unto Christ is formed in you. So what does that feel more like based on your stature, right? Not this is not the person per se. They're just talking about that thing. You have to form Christ in a man. Is a is a it's a stature you want to form in a person. So 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 when you see that when you know that, okay, he's talking about formation of Christ. And that thought most likely might not necessarily include Christ as the Son of God. Right or Christ even becoming God and all the other yes. things which Christ inherited. Yes. Do, do you see that? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see under reference in that Ephesians where he said, "Unto a perfect man." Praise God. Hallelujah. Unto what you see a perfect man, and then on then the, in the, in the, there's something. Let's go there. Let's hold our. We can put our hands here, and we can go to. <coughs> These are, these are the keys of understanding the New Testament. Otherwise, we'll just be reading like storybook and you won't be seeing these things. Praise God. Amen. Um, at Ephesians chapter... Sorry, yes. Ephesians chapter, chapter 4. Praise God. It says that... Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry... Right for the edifying of the body of Christ, you see that for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of what the body. So I, now, when they say the body of Christ, that Christ there. Now, will you say body of Christ is just talking about the Christ stature? It doesn't make sense, right? You will not Christ stature is not just the body of Christ because a body has a head. Right and and head and body they should not be of different essence. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yes, so you have to. So this Christ here is talking about the the person of Christ who has a body. Amen. Right. So of course, so body of Christ is higher than just the Christ stature. <laughs> Praise God. Is actually the body of Christ it really fully, fully, fully when it's fully, fully formed and it's time for marriage. It's that, it's that the reason for the marriage is to marry the body, to take it into his final place, yes. which is where he's seated, yes, right, at the, at the right hand. Amen. Amen. 
praise the Lord. <clears throat> so, so this body of Christ, this Christ is identifying a person. Now, when you go on to verse 13, it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. Knowledge of the Son of God is qualifying something. Unity of the faith. In the unity of the faith, then of the knowledge of the Son of God. Are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Then unto a perfect man. Then unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this, this, this speaks about Christ too at a level. But the, the measure of Christ they are speaking there has been qualified before. Are you seeing that? So this Christ here is called the fullness of Christ. So this fullness of Christ is not just talking about the person. It's a stature. It's a stature. The stature of, so he's talking about the stature of Christ's fullness. What you call Christ. The fullness of that stature is this place. Then you, then you can ask, oh, wow, this is an interesting thought. So it means that in that fullness of Christ, they includes, uh, it includes, includes an inheritance of sonship. Are you seeing this there? Because it's to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. That's the knowledge of the Son of God is higher than uni- just unity of the faith. Right? The unity of faith. Then there's what you call the knowledge of the Son of God. The unto a perfect man. Even to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Does that make sense? Are you seeing something? So now, this Son of God it's not the same as begotten Son of God yes. in Hebrews chapter 1. Yes, Are you seeing the yes, difference? Yes, the begotten Son mm-hmm. in Hebrews. Because that one he said, Today have I begotten you. But before that today have I begotten you, there was reference to Christ as a son. In Jordan, my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Right? Transfiguration, it happened as well. My beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Praise God. So, so it's very clear and that, and of course, at that time, he hadn't been begotten at, according to Hebrews chapter 1, where he said, today have I begotten you. Do you see that? Yes, sir. So this measure of the fullness of Christ, so when Christ is full, now, not fullness, you, saw, you know what the fullness of Christ means here, not fullness of who the person of Christ is today, which if that was what we were talking about, that would include the fullness of God, the fullness of the Father and the fullness of Christ. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. But what they are, are speaking of here, they all know, Paul is, is trying to, to isolate that stature of Christ. And then let's, let's see what is inside that stature. What makes up the stature of Christ. Amen. Amen. You see that that Christ, there are two ways you can describe him. He's a perfect man, right? He's a son of God. So if he's a son of God, means he has encountered a kind of birth of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Means he has encountered what? A kind of birth of God. So there are different births of God. There is a birth of God which is which after he's born, right, is still not God, even though God gave birth to him. Right, but when you see what that God just gave birth to this, ah, wow, you expect that this should be exactly God gene. Mm. But see, what it's not a gene, it's actually a man. Oh, mm. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Yeah. So God can God has God has instrument of birthing in him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He has different things of birthing in him. Amen. Amen. That's, that's God for you. Praise God. So the the initiate the initial the initial taste is a foretaste, kind of foretaste, taste of divinity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is something that you will find inside the realm of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's an initial birth in Christ. Now we have to know, define this, and we have to see it. Because this is the area of when they are teaching the fullness. There, there are things inside Christ more than unity of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that? Even though in Christ, it seems like the majority of your Christ journey is in, is in is faith journey to come to unity of faith. But there is, there is something, that when you're getting towards the fullness, when you're getting towards fullness of Christ, there's, there's something that happens in that fullness dimension. There's a point where a soul gets born. Praise God. And you become a son of God. Amen. 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 I don't want to go too far, but praise God. Amen. 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 They didn't mention it here, but there is also the fatherhood of Christ. Yes. Do you, any of us believe that? <laughs> there's fatherhood of Christ in Christ, and there's fatherhood in God. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. There is fatherhood in Christ, and it's not possible there, will, there can be fatherhood in Christ. If there is sonship in Christ, there must be fatherhood. Because every son must become a father. The, the destiny of every son is to become a father. All right. Do you get that? Yes, sir. It is the fatherhood of Christ that connects the fatherhood of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, right, unto a perfect man. So you see, who they call a perfect man is a son of God. Praise the Lord. Does this make sense? Who we call a perfect man is a son of God. Any Christ statue that has not come into, come into sonship with God is not yet perfect. Praise the Lord. So, and and another way to put it is that any, when you, any man who has come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ is also a son of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So let's go back to Colossians. 
Colossians chapter 2. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, right? Unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, that you see in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Praise God. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Praise God. I'm joying and beholding your order. Are you seeing it? Joying and beholding your order. Joying and beholding your what? Order. And then your steadfastness. Of the steadfastness of your what? Faith in Christ. So, you are seeing this Colossian, he's writing to them at his particular place that they are in. First of all, he's expressing his desire of what he wants them to come into. That's what he was listing, into the acknowledgement of the mystery of, of God and of the Father and of Christ. Praise God. That's, this is what he called his conflict. That what conflict means, what in his heart, what the things that he hasn't yet rested. When he's thinking about them. There are things that he's not yet completely settled concerning. He's happy. So it's, when, that conflict is not that they are doing badly or something. Right? Because when you hear the word conflict, ah, it means that Paul is very, very upset about their state. No. Because you have to look at that conflict, verse 1, and then look at verse, verse 5. It, verse 5 doesn't, doesn't paint the picture of someone who thinks that they are not doing okay. He says, for though I be absent... Yet I'm with you in the street, joying, beholding your order. Are you seeing that? So that conflict is just telling them that even though I'm joined for you, I'm beholding your order, but I know you haven't gotten to the end of your journey yet. So I have still have the conflict yet still in me. Praise God. And, and the reason is so that you will come fully into the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Praise God. And so verse 5 said, that for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Do you know that someone's, when you see a soul that has steadfastness of faith in Christ, it's something to be joyful about. It's something to celebrate about. And, and Paul said he, he, he has the mind of Christ too. So it means that there's something about Christ and God and the Father who also celebrate and who are joyful when they see souls who are maintaining the steadfastness of their word faith in Christ. So you see that this state which he's looking at and speaking concerning is a state of, of Christians who have come into the faith in Christ who are still being steadfast in the faith in Christ, but they still have journey yeah. to take. Yeah. And of course, the next landmark in their journey, praise God, is the fullness of Christ. It's the acknowledgement of the mystery of Christ. Praise the Lord. Which is where 
steadfastness in the faith of Christ, is, of, of their faith in Christ, is taking them into. Now, verse 6 is continuing. He said that, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Praise God. Then keep walking in him so that you can be rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. So their steadfastness in the faith is to lead in establishment in the faith. Praise God. And be established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Then you now begin to warn about, but beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Praise God. Now, but, so he said, in your, as you are holding it steadfast, that's good. As you are, if you are holding it steadfast, keep going towards being established and rooted and built up. But you have to be beware as you are, yes. as you are doing that. Yes. Now, what you beware of? Less men who want to spoil you. Yes. Now, these kind of men who they are speaking of here, they are the same kind of men he was speaking of in Ephesians 4. Yes. All right, let's see that. Just put your hands here. Yes. Ephesians 4. They are men who have been anointed, yeah. <laughs> praise God, Hallelujah. to stop other men, yes. praise God, who are holding faith steadfastly, mm. praise God. See verse 14, um, measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men the, and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So if they are lying in wait, say lie. lie. So it, and, it's, and then they lie in wait, cunning craftiness, lying in wait, means they, they, they are not standing in your front and saying, I'm here to come and, to come and take what you have. No, they are lying, they are hiding somewhere. Praise God. That's why you must beware. You have to beware. That word beware means don't be foolish about it. Don't be, don't be silly and say, wow, we just have this revelation about Christ. We've learned this thing and then so what? Then that guarantees that someday we are going to end up <laughs> in the acknowledgement of the mystery of, of the Father, of God and the Father and of Christ. So don't be naive. Don't be naive about it. That there, there's what you call cunning craftiness. Praise God. And, and praise God. Slight of men whereby they lay in what? In the line waits to deceive. And for these things, beware about that. Now, in verse eight, chapter 8 of Colossians, let's go back to Colossians chapter, sorry, chapter 2 of verse 8. So he's now he's breaking down all those things which men are carrying. Things which what? Men. The, the danger, what, is, what stops men from going into fullness of Christ is what men around them are carrying. It's what men around them are carrying. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he's explaining more about this. And when we say men around you, don't think of her, just some, you know, those people. So when you're driving, make sure you wind up your window. Praise God. 
amen and all that social social distance so you say okay this social distance now will be forever because there are men who are no if we're talking about these men are this is a hard thing to speak about let the holy ghost reveal to you in the name of jesus what (laughs) where where this where these things can be hiding things that are powerful enough to to spoil you now let's go back to that ephesians ephesians chapter 5 praise god um sorry colossians 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 um praise god so here you see let's animal spoil you now you see that word spoil at face value maybe based on our general understanding of english you think to spoil me they're talking about just spoil something right maybe this phone is working then you spoil it and it's no longer working again in a way, because if it, it, it can result to that, but that is not the meaning. If you're going to trace this word to the root of the spoil, spoil you, it's not talking about just destroying something. This one, spoil, means to, to dispossess, mm-hmm. right? To take from you yes. what should be yours, yes. to take it away. Yes. That's been a spoil. When you say go and take the spoil. That, that we just spoil those people. That's a old, more of older language. Yes. When you say you've taken this, you've gone, you spoil them, means that you've gone to, you've won them, and that you've yeah. taken the, what they had. You took the spoil. That's what they mean by So to spoil you mean take what you are, you, you are keeping. <laughs> to be able to take away what you are keeping, what you are supposed to keep. Praise God. Hallelujah. What you are supposed to keep and what you are supposed to guard and, and keep accumulating because this journey to being established in the faith and then being, sorry, being built up in him and established in the faith um, is, praise God, Hallelujah. is something that is he's talking about an increase. That's why he will use the word abounding therein. What is the meaning of abounding therein? To abound means increasing. Increasing with thanksgiving, right? That word means that the thanksgiving is the attitude. Now, this is a deep spiritual. This is how these men were, this ancient church. Where you see the kind of things that they are abounding with thanksgiving. It's not the Lord has blessed me with so much corn and wine, so let me, you are counting your blessing. When you say count your blessing, New Testament church and people, the blessing they count are not physical things. What, what they count are what has been added to them. You know the way we have, we have attitude of thanksgiving. We do thanksgiving in church maybe once a year or something. And then when something happens to you, you go and... It's a culture, right? We have in the, in the present day church. That, that thing called, when you say thanksgiving, you know what they're talking about. It means that something has happened then you feel indebted. You have to show gratitude. Go to church and, and go do thanksgiving. Praise God. Um, and that, that feeling, what, make, what will happen to you to make you feel indebted to go and give thanks to God as a natural person? Praise God. It must be some kind of things, right? Some things. We, we think of things a certain way. Praise God. Amen. 
to go and do real thanksgiving. It's hardly you go there and someone will just say, I woke up this morning, so I just came to give uh, thanksgiving. Even though that's a great thing, so to speak, praise God. But there are some kind of things. I've been trying to get admission into one program, and I've tried, I've tried many times, and it finally happened, and you go and give thanksgiving. A- Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? So, so, so that is the, the current culture we have. But in the, those days, in this time, the culture was different. Is that what they give thanksgiving for, or what awakens the feeling of gratitude, is what has been added to the soul. And if that's the case, it means that these men were spiritual in such a way that they could keep count of things being added to them. They were not just existing as Christians. Mm-hmm. Are you getting me? Yeah. That's why you've seen language like fullness, measure. Yeah. What is the meaning yeah. of that? Do you talk about, you know, measure, fullness are not things that are in our current Christian vocabulary yeah. when it comes to your deep spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. We don't even have sense of measure. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we, we are just all going to heaven. We are going to mm-hmm. we serve God and go. We don't care about, we are not detailed in thought. We are not, we are not um, perceptive and sensitive enough to even be able to cite increase yeah. when it comes to spiritual things. Yeah. But that's not how it ought to be. We are supposed to be more awake to our inward increase yes. than the increase of anything yes. yeah. in the natural yes. in our life. Amen. Amen. So imagine how much investment in message that they are doing to just to condition our mind to fullness. To condition our mind to okay, be, now begin to take stock and become aware and conscious of the work that is ongoing on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. So he says to be being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught. Right? Abounding therein. That word abounding means increasing therein with thanksgiving. And as they are increasing you, yeah. you are doing, you are, you are, you are marking increase with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then as you are doing that, beware, lest any man take out of what is being added. You, have, you must, be, you must be, be willing, able, and you must be wise and faithful enough. Right? That's what he was speaking about. That there. Um, steadfastness is to be steadfast in something means that you are you are holding it you are keeping watch over it praise the lord and so he says you should beware let any man spoil you or steal from you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So what they listed here are the enemies of fullness. So, any soul who is not, who is maybe doing the things they should do, who is listening to message, who is attending meetings, who is praying, who is listening and doing all the things they should do, praise God, that should make them grow, but they are not weary they, they, not, they don't beware of these things here philosophy vain deceit tradition of men and the rudiments of this world so if you are just 
on the part of Christ and you're just there existing. You don't care about these things. What will happen is that it's like you are pouring things into a leaking basket. You are, you are coming, you're just, you keep pouring into a leaking basket. But there are things that, and, though, and as long as the basket is leaking, you might feel like, <laughs> because, it's because if a basket is leaking because it's not just too porous, right? You will always check. There's always something there. Yeah. It can give you a lying sense that you are making progress yeah. because there's always something there. Yeah. But because of that leak, you can get to fullness. Yeah. A, leaking, a leaking vessel can never, cannot be, really be full. Yeah. Yeah. Because for every measure you add to top it up, something is being taken away. Yeah. There are loopholes in the vessel. Things that steal from the vessel. And we are surrounded with all these things. <laughs> all these things have been woven. They've been prepared for a long time. Wait, are waiting for a generation that will be thinking of fullness. They are waiting for people who will begin to think of fullness. Because Satan, he knows there will be a time when some Christians will be thinking about increasing in Christ to becoming full. And the position, so think of all these things they position here. There's none of these things which they made yesterday. All these things here are older than you. If you are every every Christian yeah. here, all of us, yeah. every single one of them yeah. are older than you. Yeah. So, and by age, I mean time and time of refinement, reinforcement, <laughs> tuning, tuning, reading men. Is these things are artificial intelligence? They study souls, and then it it uses what it studies to increase itself and become more sophisticated every time. <laughs> He's waiting for those who venture the enterprise of fullness of Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The first one is, he called it philosophy. Philosophy. Praise God. Philosophy. What is philosophy? Is philosophy the Praise God. Amen. Amen. The Latin translation literally is the love of wisdom. Right? It's joining towards filio is love. Sophia is wisdom. So it's the love of wisdom, right? That's philosophy. Praise God. And so, but what they are speaking of philosophy here, they are speaking of the general the general attitude, I think, in, in the world, praise God, yeah. to the general attitude in the world to, to be in love. Yeah. But it's not really love, it's lust. Yeah. Yeah. To lust after being wise. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is a great loss <laughs> for men. The lust of it's a fight, it's a war, not wanting to be foolish. Souls are fighting this war every day. This war is one of the giants because the devil knows the devil knows that it's through the foolishness of preaching. Like not through not through God made it that not through wisdom should men know him, but through, through the foolishness of, of preaching will he save. Praise God. Through foolishness. So in order to maintain Christ, there is a foolishness, mm. the foolishness 
to the world that a soul must have. Praise God. It is a what? A foolishness. This, what I just said can be repulsive to people. You, what do you mean foolishness to the world? I mean, yes, you should be foolish to the world. If at all you are walking in this world by wisdom, it should be the wisdom that comes from above. Now, if you are if you've not been healed from natural, earthly wisdom, and you're using it side by side with spiritual wisdom, that one will be stealing from you. Every time you turn to it, and it chats, you know, wisdom is a chatter, of course. It's a definer of what to do. Praise God. Every time it is, every time, you know, wisdom wants to lead. It wants to, praise God. So every time you use worldly wisdom, it is, is spoiling. You are spoiling Christ by using worldly wisdom. It's an attack on Christ. So you see a soul who still, who still, who, who still commits adultery with the wisdom of the world, means he adulterates wisdom, will not be fooled will not come into the fullness of Christ. Yeah. You, you, know, you manage, and, and I've, seen, I've seen some souls that they, 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 are, they are lost, they are hold to, lo- to worldly wisdom. is so, uh, they, they fought everything to keep it. Then they, 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 they now bring it and try and be using it with Christ. And, and if you are not skilled, you won't you won't be able to see that this is worldly wisdom. Yeah, this is not the wisdom of Christ, because it's trying to operate together, trying to use worldly wisdom to mix it with Christ. It's calculation. You are calculating together. You know, leading. Sometimes you allow leading. Sometimes you short leading. You bring your calculation. You are mixing them together. Abe, are you seeing what I'm saying? Are you seeing? See, such is such is such is so. We have a limit. Mm. They won't be bad, evil. You see, they can even be walking. They can even be past a pastor. They can even be in the vineyard doing something. But as far as you are adulterating in that wisdom place, in terms of which wisdom you are using, that one will be stealing from you. You will not. It will be stopping fatness. You see, fatness will not be happening. The person you will get to a level, you will not be broadening more because of that tendency for worldly cal- for for natural calculation. <laughs> I, I don't know if I said I'm saying something. Yes, sir. Say philosophy. Philosophy is the, is the, I don't want to use the word love, I want to call it the lust for wisdom. What is lust is something that you have, you have affinity for, so much affinity for that you don't want to let you, you will feel like if I, if I, this is a way of thinking that you are used to, right? Let me just try and break it down a bit more. 
So this love, lust for wisdom is like a way of thinking. And the thing with wisdom is that wisdom, wisdom is uh, wisdom, wisdom, and um, it makes you it makes you fall in love. Wisdom is because of its cunningness. Wisdom is very very pretty. And what's the word now? Charming. It's very alluring and charming in the spirit. And, and so when a soul has mass, he's been using the wisdom for a long time, it's hard. It's a love relationship. Like a, a man and his wisdom. It's a love relationship. It's hard to break it. Because he, that, that thing you are trying to attack, that's the thing that has been getting him out of problem all his life. Out of trouble. That's the thing he wakes up. When he's, he's stuck, that's the thing that comes. Okay, don't worry, no wahala. We'll fix this out. Do this now. Call that person. Hey, do that. Or you can do it this way. Cover that one. Hide that one there. Do this one. <laughs> Maybe when you feel like, ah, oh, you. This is a great mess up. I'm going, I'm going to be exposed right now. Hey, hey, we. What? What will I do? That guy is a is a bad guy. Is a is 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 the. Is is like a, is like Satan's gray hair that he detached and attached to the world. <laughs> that is working. That, that that men are using to live. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. You know when that wisdom begins to cultivate from a young child. That's when you began to cultivate that wisdom. How to steal little money. How to take little thing. How to do. How to lie here. That's the wisdom that is that wisdom that taught souls how to lie. Yeah. You know, lying is a wisdom operation. Do you agree? Is the wisdom? It means that you know what to say, mm-hmm. even though it's wrong, but you know how to say it. Is a is an you know a true liar is an actor. It's not just I said it. You know, if if lying is just straight like that, you are not really a good liar because they will know once you lie, <laughs> your face has given you away. So, lying is not only in tongue. Lying is in manner, is in yeah. way of behaving. The way you even just remove your and just act as if you create a distraction here. Yeah. But what you did is on the other side. You know what I'm talking about? It's a drama. What's, all, what's doing all that? It's wisdom. It's wisdom. And it starts from a young child. So, imagine the kind of love relationship that a child will develop with that thing called his wisdom. Because it's what is always helping him. When he goes to school, Dealing with his mates in the playground, some of the big ones that wants to bully him, that wants to beat him, how to sneak and get out of and, and avoid them. Wisdom has been, he's been his best friend. Are you getting me? Just that natural wisdom. Praise God. When you're getting into school, ah, man, how do you, man, we are getting a, we can't fail this course, so how are we going to do this course, man? Praise God. Amen. How many, how many times has that wisdom helped people pass a course that they don't... If you ask them left from right in the, in the course, they have no clue. They should not be passing that course. <laughs> but wisdom, ah, just go, go here, go here. You'll find something there. you find find how to get the answer, how to do that. This exam, there's a way we can do it. Can the, uh, who, is talk, who is that? Very, you see, wisdom, you, you'll be so convinced that... In fact, he has your best interest at heart. While you are sleeping, he's thinking about you. How to get <laughs> you out of problem. Are you seeing that kind of relationship? That's why they call it philosophy. Love of wisdom. 
Amen. Amen. But while you are growing up and that wisdom is developing, you don't know that the devil is, is, the devil is breeding a monster inside you mm-hmm. who is kind to you Hi. and who always helps you to solve all your problems. That's what the wisdom of this world is. Natural wisdom. So it's not easy to, 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 to change, to destroy that thing and to tear it down. It's not easy. Someone can get born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, be growing, even start learning word of righteousness, but, that, but still be using that wisdom. No, you try wisdom of God, wisdom of Christ, but when the, when the push comes to shove, when the chips are down, praise <laughs> God. When the chips are down, when you are looking at consequences in the face. Ah! Man, God, I love you, but you are merciful. You understand. Are you seeing? Are you seeing? Are you seeing? Are you seeing? These are the things that that are you seeing what Satan has done to make sure men will never be full when it comes to Christ, Christ, fullness of Christ. These are the things. Praise God. Do you know one thing that so to, to, to deal with this thing called philosophy now, you know you know what it looks like when they are dealing with philosophy? It's that you get to a situation where your natural wisdom has mapped out the solution and has told you what to do. But you have the stamina to hold your peace and wait. Wait for another one. Which Paul said, which comet, which is from above, which is first pure, first pure, first pure, first pure. Amen. I, I know something just from little experience of transaction of exchanging wisdom, dropping the wisdom of the world for the wisdom of Christ is that when you are starting that journey, many times you wait for wisdom from above and wait and wait and wait. And it might seem like it's not coming. Mm-hmm. And I see it has failed you. Mm-hmm. Many times. Mm-hmm. Many times. It starts that way. It's part of the, it's part of the training. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work that you can just switch one day. Okay, today I'm no longer using wisdom of the world. Then wisdom from above will just come and take over where the other wisdom stop. You won't, you won't suffer any loss. You won't suffer any, <laughs> any no, you will suffer some loss. Yeah. You will lose some things. Yeah. You, some things that you would, you would have, natural wisdom would have used to help you get ahead in. You might suffer loss in that yeah. area. Yes. It's necessary. It's necessary. Do you know why you will have to suffer loss? Why? It's because what the wisdom of this world does, check it, 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 it guarantees an outcome. That's how it. That's how it. That's how it won you over, and you, it became your greatest lover. Is based is uh, praise. Am I, am I saying something that's okay? I just want to make sure. Amen. Amen. Is this useful to us? Okay. So it guarantees an outcome. In other words, once you get there, once it shows up, it tells you, okay, 
that's the outcome. We are going to achieve this. Don't worry. We'll deal with this situation. This and this and this will happen. And it does everything. It doesn't matter what law is a rascal to break any law, break any rule, do anything just to get an, an attained, attained result. Actually, one of the characteristics of, of, of someone who is using the wisdom of this world, when they lock their eyes on an outcome, they, they can never let it go. I've dealt with, with spiritual people. In quote, so spiritual, you see that thing. I once you say, this is what we are, we are want, I've set my mind to do. Then yeah, we feel like we've discussed it, we've opened scripture, we've prayed, we've, a, we've established leading. Yes. When you now come later and, and go and do the anatomy of what actually happened, mm-hmm. somehow they found their way to do exactly what they wanted mm-hmm. from yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because that wisdom does not, it does not suffer loss. It doesn't suffer loss. It doesn't. <laughs> but when you are beginning to, to use the wisdom of God, you, it must teach you. It will start with you suffering loss. You must, you must walk, walk, call the, suffer the loss of all things so that I might win Christ. So I might, so I might gain Christ. To gain Christ, you must be willing to suffer the loss of all things. How do, you, how do you condition your heart for that? Is that inwardly you must have suffered the loss of all things. So how does that happen? You must have detached yourself from an yeah. outcome. Are yeah. you seeing the difference? Yeah. <laughs> you detach yourself from an outcome. Because when it comes to wisdom of God, Right, the wisdom of the world is a briber. He bribes you with outcome. This is what you want. It's your lost. I know how to get it for you. But it is killing you in the process. Though it will give you what you are looking for. But that wisdom from above, which is peaceable, gentle, pure, first pure. That wisdom is not is not interested in any outcome because no no natural outcome means anything. Yes. Rather, it is. It is, it is more, it cares about your development. Mm. So, the wisdom of, that's from above, or the wisdom of Christ, is more development-focused. Mm-hmm. Why the wisdom of the world is more outcome-focused. Wow. We must get that. It's a lost, full operation. doesn't matter what we break in the process to get there. Doesn't matter what laws we defy in the process to get there, but we are going to get that thing done. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've counseled people before. You counsel them, you counsel. You feel like you've opened all this scripture. You've, in short, I've shown this. So, this social know the reason why this is not might not be the best way, but because their heart wisdom has promised that thing to them. There's a way we can make this thing happen. You will still have it at the end. <laughs> Are you seeing that? They can, and then wisdom of the world teaches men to sacrifice growth, development for expediency of gratification. It's an unholy alliance that a soul will have with that, that woman that, that proverb was describing. That thing called wisdom. You know that proverb description 
it was just a generic description of wisdom. Praise God. Now, how wisdom behaves. Amen. Yeah. I, I, am I making sense? Yes, sir. Am I making, so this is one of this is <laughs> this is the when you say spiritual, we are talking about grace, right? Yesterday, mm-hmm. and we said grace comes to manage the this uncomf- discomfort, yeah. right? That grace comes in your life, interprets your life, and then uses the situations of discomfort to turn it into, it sets it up for the and uses it to increase you. And great fatness. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the ways that grace does that is by, is by this kind of enabling you to make this kind of transactions in the depth of your heart. Am I making sense? So if heaven is thinking about you growing, that a particular outcome you want to get, that is your own thing that you want. It's your own lust. A lot of times, everyone might not be too careful, might not be careful about that. That's why when you start out with the wisdom of God, you must be willing to suffer loss. Mm-hmm. Loss. More. Yeah. To be more of loss. Yeah. I can guarantee you. Yeah. There will be later where there won't be too much loss because you've walked with Christ's wisdom to a point where all the expectations around you are godly. Yeah. They were not born out of lust. That yeah. is the spirit who has been has promised you that, based on the leading pathway. You are seeing, you are discerning by spirit that there's we the will of heaven wants to bring this into my life at this time. It's about heavenly program. Are you getting me? Yes, but when you are just beginning to now challenge this wisdom, mm. you are starting from a point where you already have a giant project ongoing. You know what I mean? A, a giant lost project. You've mapped out, we're achieving this, you're getting all those lost things. They are things that the carnal man wants to have. Are you getting me? So when you want to begin to be led by the Spirit and to employ the wisdom from above, it starts with a lot of time disappointing those things. And then you must be willing to suffer loss for the purpose of engaging another, another wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it is worth doing. Why? Why is it worth doing? So you might gain Christ. Yes. Nobody will come to fullness of Christ without having undergone the, a trade of wisdom. You must have traded your wisdom a long time ago and, and, kept, and be using the wisdom of Christ. Otherwise, the wisdom of the world will always spoil you. We, worldly wisdom makes you from being stop you from being fully spiritual. Yeah. It, it makes you spiritual in one way, uh, but when it comes with handling matters, you calculate about it. Yeah. And when I say calculate, sometimes <laughs> I've seen things though. Mm. Sometimes the calculation can be. I was led. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know what? You know what I was led is. I was led is a weapon of the worldly wisdom. That I was led means don't dare question this thing that I want to do. (laughs) 
You know, when someone comes and says, ah, I was learning and God told me. Mm. What, do you, what do you want to say again? Mm. There's nothing else to say now. And I know the problem with that I was led thing. Mm-hmm. That thing is, you know, when you are a baby, that's when you fall for that thing. Mm-hmm. When someone comes and tells you, ah, I was led, and I say, ah, you were led, no, let's go. <laughs> but when you've grown a little, yeah. you know, it's babies that say I was led. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's babies that say I was led. Yeah. No, what that I was led, leading in the sense of I heard one thing, so let me go and do it. Yeah. That's how babies <laughs> are led. You see, you see a, 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 a child, in the, a baby in the spirit will come and tell you, will be arguing with you. Um, I was led about this and I was saying, this is not the right thing. Whatever. They say, well, have, have you prayed about it? Mm. No, no. Why don't you just hold on? Go and pray about it so that God will speak to you <laughs> about it as well. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't need to pray about it. This is wrong. This should not be the way. <laughs> why don't I need to? Why don't I need to pray? Because, because why? Because knowing what is right from stature yeah. is more solid yeah. and safer yeah. than going to pray to wait for either a voice or yeah. whatever it is yeah. to. Tell you many times when someone goes to pray, it's lost that we end up talking mm. in the end. Mm. Praise God. Mm. The rule is that, and this is just the truth, you can yeah. go to anywhere, make reference. Yeah. The rule is that hearing of any kind of, those kind of hearing of, I heard a voice, I had an impression, something like that, yeah. it's not that God doesn't lead that way. Yeah. It's that they are the least trustworthy kind of leading. Yeah. Is that, it's just that when you are a baby, you don't have stature. There's nothing else they can use. There's no yeah. stature in you. Yeah. So they must try to lead you somehow. Yeah. And you try and try and try and try. Mm. But that's not really leading. Mm. Real leading, the way they lead sons, mm. is from what the, is from materials. Yeah. That yeah. Because of materials yeah. in them, yeah. Yeah. they can discern right from wrong yeah. by looking yeah. at it. There's too yes. much in them. They can tell you, hey, that thing is not right. Yes. That thing is not right. That yes. thing is not right. That yes. thing is wrong. Yes. And then the baby will say, no, but have you prayed about it? Go and pray about it. <laughs> Why haven't you gone fast so that God can talk to you? <laughs> what is lost? One thing I always say is that any leading that we cannot discuss, I don't, I'm not a party to it. In other words, leading that spiritual brothers can't come together and talk about. And let's, let's reason based on stature. Yeah. And uh, I get what I'm saying, based on our inward development yeah. and yeah. knowledge of the will yeah. of God and, yeah. and talk about it. Mm. Any leading you cannot discuss with your brethren. Mm. <laughs> Praise God. Mm. And they say, you were led, okay, sit down. How were you led? Why were you led? Yeah. Okay, God led you. Why does God want to do that? Yeah. Say, no, 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 God doesn't reveal his plan and he shows... Mm. He told unto Abraham, go to a land that I will show unto you. He didn't tell him. <laughs> and when I see people who bring that in, I remember when I used to be like that. Yes, they go. 
<laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> It is what's doing that is one one earthly wisdom. And most yeah. a lot of times, when someone like that is coming, you already see what they want to do. It's yeah. very glaring. Yeah. You know, you know, a divisive fellow yeah. thinks he's hiding things. Yeah. He's yeah. he's calculating. Nobody's seeing what he's doing. Yeah. Well, what? Well, when you are friends of really spiritual people, they can they can they can see your everything. Yeah. They yeah. know before you even came. They are waiting for you. So, so that, so that wisdom, praise God, that wisdom is, don't stay with that. We, we don't fall too in love, to, to keep worldly wisdom for too long. It will be spoiling you. It will be taken from you, and it causes a lot of problem. Let's say everybody is trying to grow, and walk in Christ, and someone is holding on to, on to their own wisdom. You will be causing wahala among the brethren. You'll be bringing pathway in suggestion. Yeah. Leading, that scattering things that is offending yeah. what everybody is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. Say philosophy. philosophy. Praise the Lord. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with philosophy? You have to be, it's an in one, because whether you are, when you are not being faithful to this, a lot of times you are the one inside that knows when you are substituting real wisdom from, from what? Only, only. You, you, when you, you know, and how you know you are, Really, really, you are using worldly wisdom. Is check the end of that thing. Mm. If it's one thing that you really, really want to do, mm-hmm. or praise God, or it is yeah. something that is praise God. Yeah. That wisdom from above is pure, is peaceable, is yeah. gentle. Do you know what all those things mean? It's what those things mean. It means that wisdom from above it doesn't violate things. It doesn't break. Laws yeah. and standards. Yeah. It doesn't offend. Yeah. Many times it requires your own sac- sacrifice, sacrificing your own pleasure, mm. the things you actually want for a greater good or something else. It doesn't violate order. Are you seeing what I'm describing here? Many times, if you're able to, if you're able to, the, the wisdom of the world tends to violate some things. Let's say there's a spiritual order somewhere. Worldly wisdom can tell you there's a way we can do this thing around the order of the spirit. Why? Maybe that order is too slow. Before I go and submit it here. And then, then they have to now wait and then discuss and then go and submit to the other place. And then what if they might even say, I shouldn't even do this. But they are not seeing my unique, I have a unique perspective about this matter that they are not seeing. <laughs> are you getting me? I don't know if my language is, is making you understand. Is that you, are supposed to, you have maybe a spiritual order, spiritual flow of leadership that God has put in place. You feel that Something that you should submit to that channel, you feel that you shouldn't go and submit it to it. Why? Because there's a way they think. 
when they when I bring it, they will judge it as if um, there's some other motive. They won't see the about. There's an insight I have really, really about this matter that they can't see. So let me just bypass them and find a way to. <laughs> That's natural wisdom. It can sound spiritual. Because, because this is actually a work for God and I need to do, but these guys don't understand it. Yeah. So in order to get it done for God, I mean, let me buy. Are you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's not the wisdom from above. God will never sacrifice order for an outcome. It's not in the nature of God to do that. God will not lead you. Oh, don't worry, bypass your authority, bypass the flow. Just for, because this outcome is so important. We, we, all heaven, we are, we are barking on this outcome. This thing must happen. <laughs> because of that, don't worry. Bypass the order. Because we need it so much. That's not the wisdom of God. Literally, it's your loss deep down. It's either your loss or your zeal that wants to get that done. Even if it's something that should happen, God will rather... God takes more pleasure in what you will... The development that, we to, that will come to you by going to submit it. Let's assume those elders are even dull spiritually, that they will kill it. It's not about that. God, the heaven will benefit more from the growth that will happen to you. What will be added to you from obeying that submission. You get what I'm saying? Even when you feel like you have one kind of insight to obey that submission rather than going ahead to break the order and the process. Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? I, I, the kind of things, how they calculate spiritually. So, if the Holy Ghost will expand this thought more because we don't have time. I wish there was more time to really go deeper and deeper into these things. But one of the things that you should know is that God doesn't sacrifice outcome for process. Sorry, doesn't sacrifice process for outcome. Doesn't sacrifice order for outcome. Because God is bigger than any outcome. He's not, you can't tie him to an outcome. Oh, if this thing don't happen, things will scatter. God is not like that. Nothing will scatter. Are you seeing that? So, amen. So this thing called... Um, don't let don't be spoiled through what philosophy vain deceit vain deceit is not I don't see that one as more of someone coming to deceive you per se I see it more of the deception you are doing that is equal to vanity They are also, that one and then philosophy, they are also together. Philosophy and vain deceit. Right? You see, they, they group them together. Are, are you seeing that? Because they put them together before the comma, the tradition of men, then comma, the rudiments of this world. Are you seeing that? So philosophy, so when I was describing philosophy and the, and the wisdom of the world, in that order, my description, description was also describing vain deceit. That's what I was describing up to you. What you call vain deceit. You think you are deceiving people, but you are, you are spoiling yourself. You are doing something you shouldn't do. You think you are so wise, you can hide it from everybody. Nobody is seeing it. And you, keep, you are doing it secret. 
see it's a secret operation. If then the seat, you feel like then you come out and just and flap your hands and and will stretch your leg and say, look at all these guys, they don't know what I'm doing secretly. Be happy, but you are spoiling yourself. Is vain deceit. Is vanity. Are you getting? These are the things that, that stop fullness. People who are, who are joining into fullness in Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then the, the, the next one is he called it the tradition of men. That's another deadly one. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. The tradition of men. The tradition of of men, tradition of men, the tradition of men. Praise God. Uh, what tradition of men just means what men no- normally do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Very, 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 very innocent, simple yeah. something. Well, it's a spoiler. Yeah. This one can be stealing from you. Seriously, you won't know. You don't know. Yeah. It's on this, this tradition of men, that's where a lot of the legitimacies mm-hmm. of life are around all this, this thing called tradition of men. The tradition, the tradition of men. They seem, usually seem harmless. They don't seem like sin. But they are just... Tradition means pattern. Just, it's part of, it, is, it, is, it has been finished and settled. Yeah. That when you get here, you must do this. Yeah. But that design has been, it's a, it's a trap that has been set yeah. to spoil souls. To spoil Christ. Christ installation. To spoil the fatness of Christ. In souls. Amen. Amen. Say tradition. Tradition. tradition of men. These things can cause havoc. You say at this age you are supposed to be married. Where did that come from? And that thing sounds so normal. You can't even fault it. I mean, this is the time. We all know this is the time when people you, you should get married around this time. But really, by whose standard? <laughs> But, you know, we can talk about it. I say, no, we are Christian, we are spiritual people. No, uh, forget about that time, marriage. No, it doesn't mean anything. But do you know the debt yeah. that thing can, how, it re- how far it reaches into a, a heart who is in that situation subconsciously? It can secretly begin to make cal- give calculation, suggestion. Yeah. Just thought. Fuel your thought. And it will create your speed towards certain yeah. kind of responses yeah. and, all, and all kinds of things. Yeah. And you are breaking Christ's laws yeah. in the process. Yeah. Why? Because of, of, of what you should normally do. Yeah. At this time, you should be thinking, you should be getting married. At this time, that's just an example. Yeah. Maybe that's a big example, but there are many things that are... Yeah. But, uh, mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
There's no time, sorry. But you get my point, what I'm trying to say? Yes, tradition of men, then they, you see the rudiments of this world. So there's tradition and then there is the rudiments. Rudiment. And who's, what's the meaning of the word rudiment? means principles. Praise God. Hallelujah. The principles of, of, of the world. The principles of the world. Principles of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, that, that, those word principles, it almost sounds like laws. Those principles or rudiments, they are actually righteousnesses. They are righteousnesses. The princ- you know, the principles of the world are not the, the laws of the nation or the written down rules. This, everybody in this country must obey this. That's not the principle. The principle and the rudiment is they are the unwritten codes that men obey. And the reason why they obey is not because someone is forcing them to obey it. It's because there is a tag of rightness, righteousness surrounding it. <laughs> Am I making sense? These are things that spoil. Amen. Amen. Rudiment of this world. Ah, it's no time. God will help us. Amen. God will help us. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give you glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. Thank you for, for your word tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Well, lest any man spoil you. Lest any man spoil you. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray right in Renaissance. I'm so severe and also precious, precious. Yell the bond. I shall regale. Let's just ask for deliverance. Just deliverance from, from these things. 
your name tonight thank you for the word thank you because of the insight the thank you for the the weight of the words thank you Lord Lord we pray that you will use this word to begin to initiate process of deliverance in all of our hearts Lord Lord we ask oh God for the operations of grace Lord against philosophies and against the vain deceit the traditions of men and the rudiments of this war Lord we ask oh God that all the enemies of fullness of Christ Lord I pray let turn the page and begin to close their book within our soul Lord, we ask God the grace, Lord, to disengage from this element and the grace, O Lord, to be steadfast in our faith in Christ. I pray you will grant unto us. Thank you, our Father. Lord, I pray that you will only go continue this ministration and convince every heart. If there's any heart who is not yet convinced about these things, you, you will bring depth of conviction to us. Thank you our Lord. We believe you answered all our prayers tonight and we've received all the petitions that we have made. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between 